What's up guys, this is Scott from Iron Legion. This is episode 254 of Strong the Iron Will Way, official podcast of the Iron Legion Strength Company. A few weeks ago, I don't remember if I did it as a podcast or just a video, but we talked a little bit about why train, right? Why, if you're not a competitive athlete or don't have major aspirations um, to have some kind of a six-pack abs or, you know, be in any kind of, any sort of athletic competition, powerlifting, bodybuilding, marathon running, um, Tough mutters, anything like that. If you're just a regular person, what's the reason to work out? And I wanted to expand upon that a little bit because it is uh, July right now, 2020, post, eh, kind of post quarantine, right? I mean, we're we're coming out of it, I guess. Um, gyms are operating to some degree of normalcy, so people are able to get back into a gym routine. Um, Iron Legion's been open for a while now because uh, we were able to do personal training uh, even throughout half the quarantine, which was great. But most people uh, who go to a traditional gym were kind of locked out for a while, and uh, now we're just starting to get back into it. Uh, Very few people were able to maintain a semblance of a normal workout routine throughout the quarantine strictly because of lack of equipment. And even those who did have some stuff at home, uh, it's just tough, man. It's tough to work out at home. Even if you have a great home gym, there's a reason that you know gyms exist and people go to gyms because there's a, there's a change of environment that happens that changes your mindset. So I want to dive into a little bit about what I've observed from people who are getting back into training and what it's been reminding me of. So first, I want to I want to back up a little bit to what I just mentioned with the change of environment. And I think this is really a big deal in terms of, uh, you know, you have a home gym or you think, hey, I'll just follow along a workout video. You know, I made a handful of workout videos during quarantine that you can do with bands for people to do at home. And they're great workouts. Uh, problem is, again, the, the need for a change of scenery and a change of mindset to get into the zone of working out. So if you think about even all the people working from home now, uh, working from home is great, kind of, right? Because you don't have to leave the house, you don't have to commute, all that stuff. You can work in your freaking pajamas. But there is something that happens when you go to an office that puts you into like work mode. And if you're home and you have, especially if you have kids, uh, you have a tendency to, the line is very blurry between am I home and parenting or am I home and working? And it's very stressful because you're kind of straddling both jobs at the same time and you're not really, you're really multitasking mentally. And you're, even if you're not physically doing one job or the other, or if you are doing one, only one job, right? Maybe you're only working on a project for work. You're sub what somewhat subconsciously still in parenting mode because you're listening for the kids, you're aware of the kids. So you can't fully dive in and engage. Um, this, this happens with trying to work out in an environment that's not dedicated solely to working out, right? So you're in your basement, you're in your living room, you still associate that room with your life, not your workout. Uh, I've mentioned it several times. That happens to me a lot at my, at our gym, because that's where I work. That's where I train clients. That's where I work with my employees. That's where I clean. That's where I arrange like that. That's my workspace. So when I, it's time for me to work out. Uh, sometimes it's difficult for me to get into workout mode mentally because I'm still in 
work mode. So I'm noticing things around the gym that need to be fixed. I'm remembering phone calls and emails that need to be made and sent. Uh, I, for years, went to other gyms to train myself because I could. that's the only way I could really turn it off, right? And I remember uh, one of my first uh, businesses, I had such a hard, my first, the first training studio that I was a partner in, um, I had such a hard time getting workouts in, I, I was really off my game. And it was my wife, Kristen, who suggested I join someplace else nearby because I just had to get out of that space to get my head clear. And that was a game changer for me. Um, so now I've gotten to the point where at this place I can do it. What I thought about yesterday, uh, I was having a tough time getting going. And then I remembered to pop in my earbuds and turn on my uh, workout playlist. And that that was all. That was it, right? That's what I needed to click into my mindset of it's workout time, it's go time, not, you know, what 10 more things can I work on here while I'm at the gym and I have an hour and a half free. So uh, at our gym, you know, we play a specific type of music that is kind of uh, how we roll. And it's not everybody's favorite. You know, you if a client comes in, they might not choose to listen to 90s hip hop or, you know, Metallica, uh, things of that nature. But my whole point is especially for that person actually when they walk in the door let, let's say their 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 preferred music choice is pop or country music so they listen to that when they're in the car they listen to that when they're at home well when they walk in the gym and metallica's on they might not like it but it is a fast reminder that it's gym time and this is what it's like at the gym and the mindset starts to shift into gym mode, right? And, you know, the music is specifically aggressive and loud because we need to get into that zone to attack the weights. Um, so there's so many little things like that. You know, I can remember over the years, gyms that I've gone to and workout places that I've done my workouts in and I can remember the taste of the protein shakes that they used to sell there. I can remember the taste of the pre-workout carb drink that I had in the car on the way there. You know, I can remember all the things that put me into that zone. If you've ever played sports, you probably remember uh, things you did in the locker room to get ready or when you got dressed for the hockey game, things like that, habits. So there's a reason all this stuff is a thing. So I don't know what the point of this part is, except to say if you're having a hard time getting into the zone, a lot of times it's about getting to a place where you flip that switch physically, like it's workout time, I'm here. You know, you might have to get out of your house, you might have to get out of your basement, your living room. Um, you might have to, remember, use music, you know, use uh, routines. Like if you grab, you know, I remember at certain, for like a year that I grabbed a very specific thing from Starbucks and a certain type of coffee on my way to the gym every day and I could still associate that with those workouts. So have some kind of pre-workout routines that, you know, put you in the mindset because, you um, it's such a huge difference, man. If I have my headphones on and I kind of take my time to get into mentally prepared for my lifting versus just jumping out there and trying to do it. So anyway, the real point of the, of the talk today was about um, what I'm seeing with the clients who are getting back in action, okay? And what I talked about in the previous video about why, you know, why train if you're not a competitive athlete, the, the, the underlying theme was that as human beings... Uh, this is evolutionary trait, you know, we're designed to overcome, right? Adapt and overcome. So the nature of evolution is the strongest survive, right? And we find a way to figure out 
solve problems um, and get over, get through obstacles. Uh, the nature of strength training is I'm going to put my body up against a resistance that is very difficult. Um, but achievable, or maybe sometimes not even achievable. But ideally with strength training, it, it comes from, we don't really get much stronger from attempting weights that we can't do at all, right? So imagine if we're trying to do a bench press or a squat or a deadlift and we can't even move it. Uh, we typically don't get much stronger as a result of that. But what we're trying to do is find a weight that is very challenging for us to move, but we still can. And our body's response to that is to get stronger as a, you know, as a response to having been put through this challenge, the body says, hey, that might happen again. We need to be more prepared. I'm going to rebuild these muscle fibers stronger so I can more effectively do that. Uh, we use the analogy a lot of a callus, but it's, it's a good one. You know, you go start doing some yard work uh, with, you know, nice, soft, delicate hands, and then uh, you start to develop these blisters or callus. So if we overdo the yard work, we get a blister. Um, if we do it just right, we get a callus, right? So the callus is the body's response to saying, hey, there's a lot of friction against the skin here. This is going to tear soon. Let's lay down some extra layers so this doesn't happen anymore. And over time, we have this strong callus there that's protecting our hands. So that's what essentially happens with strain training. Um, it's it's you know overcoming this uh, imposed demand and the the funny part about strength training is that we actually have to impose that demand on ourselves right in in typical evolutionary life it might be something that's just circumstantial and the species has to overcome it or the individual organism has to overcome it um, to survive you know we don't have that as much in current life at least physically um, so we have to kind of put ourselves in that position. So that's a big part of it. There's a reason that people like to run marathons and climb mountains and, and do things that are uh, just by nature challenging when we really don't have to, right? There's no reason to go do that other than to do it, other than to overcome it. And there's great satisfaction that humans derive from conquering and overcoming, whether that's you know, in a one-on-one -on -one, uh, boxing match, right? Straight-up gladiator battle type of thing, or it's running a marathon, or it's accomplishing something, because it's not always winning the marathon per se, right? It's not beating everybody else. It's just being able to finish it or beating your time from the previous time. Uh, there, there's great joy and satisfaction in that, and um, that's what I want to emphasize because that carries over into human life so much that I can't emphasize it enough. I know I talk about it a lot, but I'm seeing clients who have been out for three or four months. They don't feel good physically. They're in a tough spot mentally because of all this shit going on. And literally one workout, not exaggerating, one workout and their whole mindset and emotional state is changed for days. And that is because of a couple reasons. There's an a, a, a mo mostly, I believe, emotional response to taking on something challenging and difficult and overcoming it. This response does not have it happen from a fucking walk around the block, okay? It's got to be something that's hard and that you overcome because that's what the subconscious reads as I, w I had a successful day. I won something today. I accomplished something today. This is also why even household tasks when you're putting off uh, cleaning out your basement for fucking three months and you finally do it there's a great feeling of satisfaction to look down at that basement and say if I did it right because it was a pain in the ass because you were putting it off and you didn't want to do it 
Um, that's ultimately what ends up being so satisfying is that you didn't want to do it and it was hard. When you do things that are easy and not challenging, there there is not that same feeling of satisfaction. So going for a walk is great, but you don't feel like you accomplished a whole lot unless unless you're in a type of physical condition that that's really hard for you. Then it's then it's perfect, right? Um, so first of all, we we have an innate need to overcome and to succeed, and working out provides that pretty much immediately. So if you're having a hard time getting through this shit, um, all the shit you're seeing on social media, the, the, everything that's going on, trust me, get a workout in and see how much better you feel. Number two, right now, especially we have a huge feeling of lack of control. We have no control over what's going on with this whole COVID situation. Uh, whatever side of the quote unquote argument you're on, and however you, whatever you feel is happening, it doesn't matter. Either way, as individuals at this low level, so to speak, we don't have control over what's happening. Um, whatever extreme you're on, if this is the next plague that's going to kill us all, or if you think this is all a global conspiracy, or somewhere in the middle, you can't do anything about either one. So all you can control is your daily life. And even that is tough with job stuff and things like that but you can control what happens in the weight room you can control giving yourself a dose of endorphins and adrenaline to feel good for a few hours so that's the other thing that makes training so good even if you're not trying to compete even if you're not um training for any specific physical goal you're gonna feel good from the dose of endorphins and uh chemicals that are produced from hard exercise that is not to be discounted you repeat that several times a week and you have a continuous flow of feel-good chemicals and hormones coursing through your body regularly that's a good thing it helps you keep helps keep you away from bad things that give you the same feeling right um and then finally the nature of training and and that it's self-imposed is yet another way to teach the subconscious how to overcome and that you can do hard things because you actually have to make yourself do it. So I'm trying to explain that. You know, let's say you are, I don't know, in some kind of circumstance where you have no option and you have to do xyz you know you're you're i don't know you're fucking in the woods and there's a massive snowstorm you got to figure out how to get out and you overcome it you really don't have a choice there right what for you to decide to leave your comfy couch drive to the gym spend money um get out of you know go out of your way to take time money and change your uh environment to go do something that you don't really have to do, but that's really hard, right? Get under a heavy squat or go through a hard conditioning workout. You you have to make all those decisions to do it, right? And then even even at the you know you could have a I've told people all the time I might be training you, but you still have to bend your knees and go down on that squat. So I, you can stand there with a couple hundred pounds on your back, but you ultimately have to make the decision to say okay, go and bend your knees and get down and get back up. So the nature of doing all those things right just you deciding to go you deciding to get off the couch you deciding to schedule the appointment you deciding to bend down for the squat these are all little mini victories of overcoming something you didn't want to do so just the nature of going to the workout is 
winning. And then completing the workout is winning. And then getting a couple more reps is winning. A couple more pounds is winning. So you have, you know, an hour, an hour and a half, or maybe it's two hours between the time you decided to go and time to get home of positive, successful experiences. Uh, this leads to a very different day, life, um, because think about the alternative, right? If I didn't do any of that stuff today, I have a day of waking up to the same shit every morning. I have a day of probably not leaving my freaking house because of quarantine and working from home. I have a day of frustration, uh, maybe with my job, whatever that job may be. I might have a day of uh, despair and uncertainty because of everything I'm seeing in the news and social media. Uh, I have I'm filled with negativity because all I see is people arguing. Uh, I'm filled with uh, fear because of uh, not knowing what's going on in the world. I'm filled with uh, a feeling of lack of control because I don't have any control. I, I can change that experience just with one workout. A lot of those feelings are reversed. And I'm seeing this in the people that are come back is that they feel so much better about so many things so quickly. And that's that's what I want to emphasize. It's not about um, getting back on track and then, you know, four months later starting to see the physical results. Because guess what? All the people I'm talking about that just got back on track the last couple of weeks, nothing's not, they don't look any different physically yet. Nothing's happening. They're not losing weight. They're not looking different muscularly. It's all on the inside. It's all mental and it's happening physically but it's more about internal the way they feel right it's not about the results so even long term you know most people start out training to achieve a physical transformation in the way they look and that may or may not happen to various degrees depending on a lot of factors but even in times where it's not a dramatic physical change the change that happens mentally emotionally is so massive that it's worth it, even if there were zero physical change to your body from training. It is one thousand percent worth it from the results it will, uh, the way it will impact your outlook on life, your day to day life, and your ability to uh, overcome obstacles and just uh, be successful and be happy in general. So, anyway, I'm at the gym now, guys. I got to run. Uh, have a great day. I'll talk to you soon.